Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Radio and War Chant TV. Good Monday. Great to be with you. Even if it's from the house again today, should be back in studio on Wednesday. Looking forward to it. Good to have you along either way on 983.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Don't forget to like and subscribe on War Chant TV. Appreciate you. Hope you had a great weekend. Good weekend for Florida State and a good day for Florida State. Not only do they get a big time recruit on the offensive line, they also get their man, and the press conference takes place this morning with Link Jarrett. You can read all about both those stories and others on warchant.com. Of course, Irish Chappelle will join us this hour to talk about that very thing, and looking forward to it. Um, this is uh, this is that time. We're, we're, we're in the home stretch. I said it last hour. This week starts July, so you, you get through the end of June here, and then all eyes turn. Hockey's over. Congrats to the Avs. Uh, you know, obviously Florida State's got their baseball coach, uh, the recruiting weekends and all that good stuff have happened and it bear, bear fruit for Florida State. That's good news. And now all that's left for us to do is take a little bit of a vacation time, head on over to the ACC meetings and let's get to the start of practice. Big things going on for Florida State as we all anxiously await. Uh, really, what's the date? July? What do they kick off that first practice, Tom? I think it's late July. I know that. Let me unmute myself. Uh, so I don't know that it's firmly slotted yet, but I mean, it's going to be final week of July. Usually it's around yeah. August 1st in a normal season. So I think they're going to get back from, you know, Charlotte and then maybe they have their first press conference that Friday or, or maybe it's the Monday after. But I mean, basically we have to, usually the, the Charlotte content we get, you have to make it work for 10 days. We'll have hardly any time at all. Yeah. yeah. We'll have yeah. to burn all that content because you're going to be getting brand new stuff from Florida State for good reason because they're going to be getting acclimated and up to speed. And uh, if I recall correctly, too, they're sticking with morning practices in the fall. He likes afternoons in the spring so that high schools can get, come on visit and take a look at how the operation is run. But he likes mornings in the fall. So, uh, yeah, that I mean, it's the 27th of June. We're a month away, basically, from this all getting going. And uh, that train is not going to stop for some time. Uh, this, is a, this is a pivotal year because even – in the scope of conversations with recruiting people like our own Michael Langston or, or Austin Cox, they come to the same conclusion that we come to on the team side. Like we focus on 
you know, coaching statuses, uh, hot seats, and and wins and loss totals in ACC standings. They're looking at recruiting rankings, but both sides of the operation here at Warchant come to the same conclusion, which is, uh, you kind of have to have it this year because if you don't, it ain't going to work. July twentieth. 21st, that's a Wednesday, Thursday to answer questions on the chat about ACC media days. You have the Atlantic, then the Coastal. We'll be there for that. Uh, obviously, our emphasis on the Atlantic and Florida State, but we'll, Tom and myself will be on Radio Row uh, there in Charlotte for that. So that is uh, less than a month away from, from happening, less than a month right now. And so three weeks, basically, we head on up, a little over three weeks, we head on up there. And always love to go to Charlotte. First of all, I like the city of Charlotte. Uh, secondly, uh, our, our work there is so much fun to do. You, you, you feel like not only are you gleaning information like you're talking about uh, for yourself to provide context on a daily basis to the conversation that we have with you guys every day, but in, in, and also you learn so much about the other programs, other players, other coaches, media members that cover those respective teams. Everybody likes to share during that time. So, you know, you learn a lot, but at the same time, I think for me, the other part of this is that I feel like when, when you're ready to launch, when you're ready to go and get into football mode and all that, everybody's in such a good mood. Now that is usually regardless of the prospects of your team, but this time around, as I said last year or last uh, hour, I feel like the prospects are better. I mean, I, I don't think there's, there aren't too many people that feel like Florida state's going to have a losing season. That's what they've had, a bunch of losing seasons. And so it's just really the matter of degrees that we're trying to seek the evidence for, right? Uh, how much better above 500 can this team get? Can they get to, you know, first of all, I mean, I would assume they can get to six and six. If they can't, then we've got real problems on our hands. Uh, but, you know, is it seven and five? Is it eight and four? Is it, you know, all the health is intact and the bounces go your way and turnover luck and everything else. Is it, is it a nine and three campaign? Unlikely, unlikely. I wouldn't put uh, high percentages on nine and three, but I think seven to five, eight and four is realistic. And, and that's why going to the ACC kickoff, which is always fun. And like I say, kind of gives you that energy is also going to be a little bit added to this year. Cause I think that the people outside the program as well as within it have real expectations of a, finally a winning season around here for the first time in a handful of years. Yeah, and you're talking about roster overhaul. You know, there was the 25 plus 7 rule this year for new players that you could bring on campus because of COVID and eligibility and, and also the transfer portal uh, and how it impacted the sport. So they wanted to give extra landing spots. FSU is, is pushing the maximum allowable of the 32, which is a good thing. But when you only have 85 scholars, I mean, th think about the – that is true term. That's a tough, yeah. I mean, that's a huge number of players. And what I'm starting to get greedy about and I, I know it won't necessarily play out in, in the early part of the schedule, which is so critical for us, but I was wowed by their evaluation this spring. Like All the guys that came on campus, you didn't look at one player, not a freshman, not a transfer, and say, what's that kid doing here? Like, do they Are they just throwing numbers at the problem? What is that player's purpose? Or what do they see in that player? So now that you get another wave of freshmen that are coming in for this fall camp, I'm not looking for a starter. I'm just looking for somebody who rounds out a, a group, a segment group, who can give you 10 snaps a game on offense or defense from this freshman class or some of the new transfers that they've added since spring camp was over. They have been so good at evaluation, even for some players that aren't, you know, four-star players. 
that I'm excited to see this this new wave of offensive linemen, maybe some of the skill position players. I know they didn't bring in a ton of them in this in this particular uh, class, but I, but I'm looking at all those guys and saying, all right, who can help get this team over the finish line if they have to be on the field for 100 offensive snaps, which would be a good thing, or they have to be on the field in a bad way for 85 plus snaps on defense. How do you get home, and who gets you there? Catch 22. They're forced to be very, very good at evaluating players that are not elite, game-changing, top-five caliber, guide you to the college football playoff type players because they can't get those players right now. So the program's not where it needs to be. They're not completely at fault for that. They also haven't been able to overhaul that and get us to, to that promised land. But if you're in a position where you do have to do more with less, you like to have a coaching staff that can correctly identify those players. And I agree with you in that sense, that they've gotten a lot out of guys whom maybe a lot of people would not have wanted, not the elite-level programs. There's only one really elite-level program in the ACC, and that's Clemson, right? They may not have been on guys like that, plenty of SEC teams. But they have gotten those guys and brought them in and gotten something out of them, both in the transfer portal and in the recruits that they're bringing in. Now just win enough games so that you can have a better selection of players to evaluate. Yeah. And yeah. let's get to that point. That's what this year is about, is giving yourself a fighting chance at transforming a program not from being sub-500 to above 500, but from sub-500 to above 500 to playoff-bound, ACC Atlantic Division champion, that type of caliber team. Yeah. That's We've got to get to that place. Because after a while, just getting the most out of players that maybe the elite programs didn't want, it no longer becomes a feather in your cap. It's just who you are, which means you're middling. Yes, that's correct. But but this year it would be a giant ass feather. Like it would be yeah. a humongous <laughs> a feather. It's Bucko Bruce. Like you know, the holes that you have in a, in a normal hat aren't big enough for the size of that feather mm. if you can make it happen. And that's the thing is these players that they've brought in can get you there to put that feather in your cap that you will take and chuck two years from now, but the, these guys that I've seen come in, and I think you would agree, ACC impact players. We'll just put it that way. Like Trey Benson should be an impact player in the ACC. Micah Pittman should be. If Winston Wright's healthy, he is going to be an impact player in the conference. Tatum Bethune as well. The book is out a little bit on Jared Verse and his immediate impact, but he's definitely going to be put in position to define himself that way. That's where this is all going, and, and that's saying nothing of some of the freshmen that are going to emerge. Amarin Cooper did last year. Kevin Knowles did last year. So it's possible that you have somebody like that emerge at whatever position it is. They've done a really good job of getting to the level that they need to. Now it's just for this for the short term. But now it's just a matter of, you know, not coughing up a game or two because you're idiots. <laughs> That's the other thing, too. You, you, you cannot have that hiccup this year. If you do, your approval rating will plummet immediately. Oh, buddy, yeah, there's the margin for error is zero for this coaching staff right now. They got they 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 used up all of the fan base's goodwill. Uh, when you lose to Jacksonville State, you've used it all up. That that's it, it's out the window. We're done here. It's like you give people the benefit of the doubt in your daily life all the time, but there are certain lines that can't be crossed. And if they are, you're like, okay, well, we're about done with that. You know, and, and you know it the instant it happens. Like, <laughs> I've watched us both do this with people that we've worked with, <laughs> people that we've had to be interacting with over the years. It's like we both go into it cautiously optimistic, but then there are some things you just can't do, and the person will do it, and we'll both just look at each other. Oftentimes, we're at the same table in the moment, and we give each other the look like, 
Well, that'll be wrapping this one up. Uh, yeah, and it's like I don't have to use the word. You don't have to use the word. Everybody just understands. Like, well, that just happened. F this guy. And that happened when we lost to Jacksonville State. Everybody was at the table. Everybody was having a good time. Everybody's like, all right, you know, everything's all right. Okay, okay. So I hope everybody enjoyed dinner. You guys uh, have a good one. We won't be having any more dinners. Uh, be well. Jeff, let me tell you, when I was a station manager up in Columbia, <laughs> South Carolina, you wouldn't believe some of the things I saw at my station. Like, <laughs> Where is this going? Where is this going? Oh, yeah. when you went there. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, and as soon as it started, we are both like. Because oh. the funny thing is, in that moment, you're, you're thinking to yourself, oh, I'm a bad person that I'm assuming that's where this person is going to take the conversation. And then 10 seconds later, you're like, no, they, no, I was right. I read, I read the room right. That's where that guy's going to go. You can't have that that analogy play out anymore. It can't happen. You can't be in a close game with Duquesne in the second half. You can't be losing to Syracuse on the road and it's seventeen to ten. You're like, what the hell is wrong with you? You can't. That's have the equivalent of an absurd conversation at our first dinner with the new station manager. That's how that works. Where you're like, what the hell just happened here? No. So let me tell you something. I wish, and it's the off season, so this is kind of where we have this fun. If, if anybody could have been in the room the morning that I had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with a particular short-lived station manager in which he explained why it was he had a permanent limp, and I expressed to you that conversation after he told me about the latter incident, I've never – I trying to straight face just nod as he's telling this story. Sorry, you would have been a, if you had been a fly on the wall, you would have been like, this is awesome. Cause you know how hard I wanted to laugh. You know how broken up I would be at the absurdity of that injury. I'm sorry. I, one of these days, folks, well, I will tell this. Yeah. It would be akin to you containing yourself if we're in line for a rental car and uh, things aren't being run timely. Yeah. And, you know, five minutes turns to 20 and I'm oh. standing in that line with you. Right. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. That's where I'm like, whoop. Tick, 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 tick. It's like, it's like 60 minutes. It's like <laughs> 60 minutes. It's yeah. coming. I don't know yeah. who's going to get the brunt of it, but it's coming. This yeah. is going to be great. <laughs> There's going to be an F-bomb here in a minute um, about what are we doing and some other things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's the look away. Uh, I have to do that. My kids are, my kids know the look away. This is ridiculous. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll do the look away with both my boys and it's gotten to the point where they don't need me to, to follow up over the years. They just, I, I do the old and then they can just see, they can see the look like, Oh, it's coming. Dad's about to snap. Yep. Dad's getting close to, we should probably stop doing what we're doing. Dad's about to snap. Cause I'll give the, I'm, I'm a patient father. I'll give the, all right, boys, let's, let's settle down in there. No more of that. Okay. Let's not do that. And then I'll go back to what I'm doing and then, it continues. And then I give the, Hey fellas, fellas, what, what about what I just said was not picked up on you guys. Uh, you know, we good in there. We good. Okay. Then I go back to doing what I was doing and then it continues. And then usually there's just a, and it's the look and they're like, we're leaving. It's okay. We're doing, <laughs> it's just like, that's it. That's the, that's the, end of, well, that's us when we travel and we go places and people aren't efficient and do, doing their jobs. That's just sort of like, what, what are we doing here? Uh, no, I did not touch on it, uh, Swiss. We will get to uh, uh, the basketball commit as well. 
And I want to talk about the offensive lineman commit uh, with Iris Chaffel coming up this hour as well. He'll be joining us at the at the bottom of the hour. So you have that to look forward to as well. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply so i mentioned i was going to get to recruiting get for Florida State really quickly. I will do that. I uh, already mentioned a moment ago about Roderick Kearney. Obviously, last hour we talked about the offensive argument. I'll talk about it in a second with Ira. But also because Florida State did get a basketball commitment for 2023, uh, a top 25 national prospect in the form of Taylor, Taylor Bowen. Uh, he announced that he will be a knoll, and he's four-star forward. And this is a kid that um, – you know, a lot of people wanted. He is 6'9", 6'10", 200 pounds, four-star forward that uh, commits to Florida State. So the news has been considerably better for Florida State basketball the last two times we've had to talk about it, right? I mean, there was a stretch where you felt like every time you were talking about FSU basketball, the news was bad. Then all of a sudden, you got the BAM kid, you get this kid, uh, you've sent one of them's for this year, the other one's for next year. That's uh, – it's exciting news. I – you know, it, it's not shocking to watch him uh, attempt to to certainly close out his time here, uh, not with a whimper, but rather a bang. So let's hope that that's happening. Uh, nobody roots for that guy more than I do for obvious reasons. His success, his class, his dignity, his leadership, all valued greatly by me uh, and most Florida State fans. Uh, and, and, and I start with the capital S of success. They've been very, very successful. So let's hope that's sustainable now that you've gone out and improved your roster quite a bit, and the news continues to be good on that front. I'm excited about that. We shall see if um, if we're able to sustain that. Now, by the way, let me go back to something else, and I'm going to continue to monitor this. Tom, you know, I mentioned before that it makes me sad because usually it's, it's, it's people who have an undue influence on the kids, uh, steering them uh, the wrong way. It's now been four days or five days, I think it is, since the NBA draft, and John Butler still has not been picked up by any team as an undrafted free agent. Uh, it's the first year since 2018 that FSU has failed to have a player selected in either round of the NBA draft. Uh, Butler is the highest-ranked player at number six on a 64-person list. If you follow uh, NBA draft, undrafted free agents, you can see where all these kids are going. Um, he's not been selected. I don't know if he's he's being ignored or if he's holding out for a particular team. I, I don't know that yet. But we do know Malik Osborne signed on with Cleveland. Anthony Polite signed on with San Antonio. They're going to attempt to make the final rosters, rosters of those teams 
through their play in the upcoming NBA Summer League. The Summer League is in Las Vegas, and you can watch that usually July 7th through the 17th. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, you can find it. You have to be a real hoop head. Um, but, you know, that is uh, – you can find it. But everybody's kind of latched on somewhere, and Butler has yet to do so anywhere at all. And, man – Everybody told him from the outside, certainly not the inside, that this was a bad move on his part. But again, word was that uh, they saw dollar signs. His people did. And here we are. Here we are. Yeah, I know we got to get to Iris. I'll keep it short. It's just, you know, I I like you by the end of this season, seeing some of the principals, Wayne, and then obviously a key assistant move on was concerned about the long-term viability of the program. And they still have to prove it on the court this year when it comes to being more, yes. mentally, more mentally tough. They've just got to be mentally tougher. Some players specifically, but as a group, they've got to be able to handle adversity with a little bit more of the mentality that has marked this program for the better part of you know, 12, 15 years. I hope we see that this year. But from a recruiting standpoint, this has been yeah. outstanding. I, I, am, I am not as worried anymore about the quality of player that will come to this program. It's just hopefully this staff, I know you've got a new uh, coach for RJ from uh, Boise State. Hopefully they can duplicate what we just had with Gates and CY. If you can, it looks like the steady flow of good players is going to continue here. So uh, I'm a lot more excited about the basketball product than I thought I'd be a month ago. Doesn't mean I, I, I was wanting a change. It's just I was concerned. I'm less concerned now. Yeah, no, nobody was clamoring for a change necessarily, but yeah, I, I I was very concerned too. I still have my concerns. Less so is fair to say, and I'm just happy for him. So let's continue to hope that uh, the, the the news that we get regarding basketball each and every time we bring it up is positive like this because that's been back-to-back moments that we've had it. We want to make this segment short so that we can have a, a, a more lengthy uh, conversation next segment with Ira. Ira Chaffel will join us next, Warchant.com, of course, and it is Warchant TV that you're watching. If you're listening, it's 93.3 Real Talk. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. on Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. Like, subscribe to Warchant TV. I don't know if you've gone over there to Warchant.com. If you want to, you can. You should. You can read the latest, of which there's a lot going on right about now, and that's a good thing. And I know joining me to talk about that is our good buddy, Ira Shafel of Warchant.com. Ira, how are you, brother? I'm good, Jeff. How you doing, man? Doing better. I'm hanging in there. And by the way, you guys should know this. Ira would never want you to know this, but I'm telling you, this guy, all, all my boys here at WarChan are great, but Ira lives right around the corner from me. He has offered to swing by and drop off food at my doorstep and been kind and reached out every day. Like, do I need anything? I could have said, Ira, why don't you swing on by and drop me off a, a carton of milk? And he would have done it. So thank you, brother. I appreciate you checking on checking in on your boy. I appreciate it, though. I, although this morning I was like, you know what? I should have just – you keep saying no. I should just start dropping stuff off whether you want it or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, it could be something I get up in the morning and look forward to. Like, what, what did Ira leave me last night? Woohoo! <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, man. So let's go through the last couple of days here, uh, last few days, in fact, that uh, we haven't seen each other. But uh, let's I, I, I guess we should start with today's press conference. Link Jarrett, as gleaned by many of the fans who watch that and have followed our coverage, is very serious. And I think it's good to be serious. He recognizes some of the changes that need to be made to the facilities and certain way in certain ways we go about business in baseball. What'd you make of what you saw from Link today? Man, it's it's hard to not really be excited and, and really confident about the future of this baseball program. Um, you know, and and again, I, I don't know that. Um, you know, a lot of times with coaches, and I'm going to probably touch on this in, in what I write, but you know, a lot of times the the best coaches to me are the ones that you could see running other organizations besides just being, at least in the modern times, besides just being coaches. You know, it's one thing to be a really good coach. That's great. But I think in, in, in today's time where fundraising is so important and facilities are so important and player development and all the things that go into college sports are so important with all the big business that, that's behind it now, that it, if you have a coach that you could see being a CEO of an organization or a company, you feel like, okay, that that maybe translates in a different way. And I think you, you watch Link Jarrett, man, that's, that's who he is. If it wasn't for baseball, if he had got, if his parents had gotten him into piano or something when he was a kid, you could see him running, uh, you know, any kind of business. I mean, just a really sharp guy, very intense, very focused. Um, but I think also uh, hit all the right notes about the emotions. And he brought up the, you know, the situation with the Martin family head on. I mean, he's close to that family. He handled that really well. I really think every single thing that there was to discuss, I thought he was a 10 of 10. I thought so too. And I welcome that seriousness. I welcome that intensity. Six moments of success. Uh, at the same time, uh, we, we've seen them not play the brand of baseball uh, or a focus, as you've alluded to numerous times, that everybody would, would want or that they aspire to. You don't get the sense that that would be allowable from Link Jarrett at all. No, I thought one of the cool, one of the cool moments was when he talked about um, – he started off the press conference by, by talking to the current players, who some of the current players who were there at the press conference. A lot of them couldn't be because they're around the country playing summer baseball, but but he looked at them and said, you know, this is all for you. This is all about you. And I'm going to meet with you today. And I'm going to talk to you about our expectations or my expectations. And he kind of, he looked at them when he said that. So it's not just like, Hey, I'm here for you. I want you to like me. He made it pretty clear. I'm going to let you also know what I expect from a Florida state baseball player. And I think that's a message that they need to hear. All right. So the other piece of good news is things seem to be going pretty well for Florida State right now in recruiting. Um, I, you know, what do you make of the tackle and your thoughts on where Florida State's at? I mean, I, I think big picture wise, we understand that any major news that's going to happen from Florida State standpoint, like all of a sudden five star kids are interested in Florida State as opposed to three and four star kids or a massive influx of some elite level players, uh, that's all only going to change if they win some games in the upcoming season. We have certainly reiterated time and again how important this upcoming season is. But in the interim, they're doing a good job with the guys they're bringing in, the caliber players they're bringing in, and now they get Roderick Kearney, the four-star offensive lineman, who looks to be the re real deal. That's a That was a big recruiting weekend to wrap up and to get that commitment. Yeah, it was. It really could not have been a better weekend overall. I thought it was a great weekend for Florida State even before 
Roger Kearney committed. He wasn't even here for a visit this weekend. He was here last week. But, um, you know, from what it sounds like, I mean, multiple of the kids who are here, the eight players who are here over the weekend, um, are likely to commit, some of them in the coming days. I think they may get two or three commitments this week. Um, I think that was a group. I don't know if their, their plan all along was to have a lot of those guys at the end of the summer so because it was guys they felt good about and maybe they'd be able to land them and kind of get some momentum going into the fall. But that's the way it's worked out. And, uh, you know, I think the running backs, uh, Sam Singleton, Dalen Smothers, um, two four-star running backs, two of the top ten running backs in the country, they were here together, and they both could not have sounded more excited about Florida State. And, and, and again, I know people will say that a lot of fans are jaded about recruiting and they'll, they'll, they don't want to believe it until they see it and, you know, NIL and all the other things that are going on today. But I thought this weekend was the most positive in terms of tangible positivity about FSU football recruiting um, since this cycle started. I thought they closed the last cycle well, getting Julian Armella, Missouri Thomas, and a few of those guys. But but it's been pretty quiet, man. It's been a little bit lean during the summer. I thought this weekend was really big. And, and like you said, if they can win some games, man, maybe they really can stack some success and then get involved with an even higher caliber of player. Ira, what do you know about the top 25 national prospect that signed with Florida State in basketball, Taylor Bowen? Uh, obviously, 6'9", 6'10", kid, top 25 kid. More good news for basketball, speaking of good news for Florida State. Man, what a – I mean, looks like just a perfect fit for Florida State. I mean, just looks like exactly what, you know, Leonard Hamilton and his staff have gone after in terms of just not just the length, but the ability to, to play away from the basket, uh, but also can play near the basket, can finish really well around the rim, um, very athletic, wants to defend, wants to be part of this program. And I think one of the cool things about it is you're really starting to see with him and both Baba Miller, the player who signed late for the 2022 class, one of the top international prospects, is they both are – one of the main things that got them interested in Florida State is the success Florida State had with Scotty Barnes playing the point. Jonathan Isaac playing a shooting guard. They've, they've proven this concept that they'll let these 6'9", six, 6'10", six, guys, 6'8", guys play away from the basket, and that is now yielding great returns in recruiting because people know that they know what they're doing with those kinds of players, which translate to the NBA. So I, it's a huge gift for them, top 25 player, and uh, again, just speaks to what they've done as a program. It's exciting news. All good stuff right there. Boom, boom, boom. To read more, go to warchant.com. Obviously, this show all week long. We'll have some of the headlines with us tomorrow. Corey's on vacation. Tom will step in. Uh, but you can read Irish stuff on warchant.com as well. Be good, sir. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Take care, man. Feel better. All right, brother. Appreciate that very much. Yeah. How good is Ira, man? I, he doesn't want me lauding him, but uh, yeah, he's he he. Li- we live close to, to one another, and he's like, "Hey, man, you want me to just swing something by? You want me to drop something off?" I was had about the third time he asked, I was half tempted to say, "Can you get a strawberry rhubarb pie? Can you can you roll in a strawberry? <laughs> just was, drop that off." I was gonna say you'd have to think of something obscure. Like, what's the most obscure, tough to acquire thing that you could actually legitimately use, and see if Ira would go do it? Because I bet he would. He is uh, he's that kind of guy. Yeah, no, and and everybody here, all my friends and family and everybody that I work with, everybody's inquired how I'm doing. I don't want to imply otherwise, but yeah, it, we, he knows we live right by one another. So he's like, hey, man, 
I'll swing you some stuff by if you need it. Yeah, the first time I was like, no, thanks. Appreciate that. The next like six hours later, sure. You don't need anything. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Next morning. How you feeling? You need me to swing something by the front porch? <laughs> it's like, Brother, I'm good. Thanks, man. That's a, if he would have done it a fourth, I would have been like strawberry rhubarb pie. Yeah. Or just say, can I have one bottle of water, please? Just, <laughs> just yeah. get it off. If you've got to go through something, like you just need to do something for somebody to, to help your karma, then I'll take one bottle of water, please. So, by the way, the uh, the, the tackle um, that people are at. Oh, by the way, I'll answer that question, Tom. Give me a second. I'll answer that question. Uh, the tackle that we got, people are asking in the chat, uh, is whether or not he's a tackle or a guard or a center. And uh, the answer is, I think he can play all three. Uh, but but it looks like uh, center is is what he's projected as, right? That's what Coach Atkins wants him to uh, come in and play per the kit. This is what Roderick says. Uh, but he's got the versatility to play all three positions at six four. I don't know if he's grown since the last time Rivals did an update. Uh, but certainly he's on the shorter side of what you ideally would like to have at tackle. But it's right. all about the agility. That's the other thing. Both Aslan and Michael said from you know watching the workout and then watching the tape, obviously, that everybody can consume. But they had a one-on-one -on -one interview in which he did a workout as well. Agility. Kids got agility on top of uh, blue-chip metrics and, and uh, tape that says that, you know, with his leverage and his hands, he's strong enough. Agility is so important on this offensive line. We want to have big dudes. And we have a lot of large – Yes, but they've got to be able to move and create the angles that we want to create. This is not like a, a get-by gadget thing that we're doing offensively when we're creating these angles and these explosive runs. It's not something that Norvell is trying to do in lieu of running his own offense. It wa he wants that to be a part, a staple yeah. of the offense, right. even when the line is at full speed. Can't say enough about Coach Atkins, man. I did last hour. I'll reiterate here. That guy was such a huge get for this staff and for Mike Norvell. And then they did the right thing when the opportunity presented itself. Not only did they make him the co-offensive coordinator, if you will, because we know Mike Norvell is, is going to be calling the plays, but he's the offensive coordinator. And, and, and listen, that I don't even need to say co. He's the offensive coordinator. So here, here's the deal. During the week, and I learned of this so I can talk about it because I got to sit down in the room in which he sits with his coaches – and goes ahead and goes over game planning, goes over that week's game plan. They go over, they have all of their plays situationally, Tom, on a whiteboard, and it's huge. It goes across this entire room, and they have situation by situation. So I'm, you guys can't see to my left, but there's a huge white wall. Anyhow, it, 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 on the one side, you've got your first down calls, uh, depending on what part of the field you're on. It's broken down into thirds. And then you go from there, you've got your second and long, second and middle, second and short, depending on where you are on the field. Then it's third and long, third and short, third and depending on where you are. And then there is down, distance, time, score. They, I mean, they have it all there, right? Now, every coach obviously has a set of plays based on their overriding philosophies, right? Okay, so now within that structure, we're going to select certain plays based on our personnel and the advantages we have against their personnel for a given week. So sometimes, obviously, you may think that you're going to win one-on-one matchups against a certain defensive back, or it could be that in the trenches you've got a distinct advantage on your left side against their interior and uh, the, the, the right end, you know, whatever that might be. And so 
from there, they're going to go ahead and figure out what they're calling. And that is where Alex Atkins is sitting with Mike Norvell, and they are going over all of that and putting together that game plan, and he's coordinating that. I mean, that, that is – now Mike will call the plays on game day, but Alex is coordinating all of that. And he's saying, well, we have this, we have this, this is the advantage I think we have here, This is the, these are the sets of plays I think we should run this week. And it's, it's awesome to watch play out. So I guess the reason I bring all of that up is to have Alex Atkins in charge of that tells you an awful lot about what Mike Norvell thinks of him in terms of his overall football intelligence, acumen, insight, all of it, his ability to teach it, coach it, relay it, and obviously put it together for that week's game plan. Because once the game starts, everybody's got their job. Norvell is going to be the guy that is selecting from those plays from there in any given situation. And he's free to do whatever he wants. He's the head coach as well as the play caller on game days. But the coordinator of it all is Alex Adkins. Man, that is huge because I think when you have a, a an inherent understanding of the philosophical concepts your head coach employs – day-to-day in practice, week-to-week, and it's overriding mantra, and then you're coordinating accordingly. Think about now what you're talking to these recruits about. Um, I love I love the idea of, of like how easily and readily available that is to him while having conversations about how a guy fits and, yeah. and what, how a guy's going to be used. You know, there was a question last night in Smash, and it was waiting on us before we even started in the chat. And it was, I forget who it was, and if you're in the chat right now, you can raise your hand. But uh, basically, they weren't even allowing themselves to enjoy potentially a successful season for FSU because of the fear. And I see Swiss Irish is getting at it a little bit here. The fear that if you have too good of a season, Alex Atkins is going to go leave as a head coach. And look, that that's the natural progression of things. But I would, I would also posit right now that Alex Atkins is in a position his trajectory is so exponentially upward that he doesn't have to leave for just any job at this point. If he continues to do what he has done, his reputation in coaching circles, I mean, Georgia had considered him. He was at least on hot boards from Georgia insiders to go to the national championship program that is the Georgia Bulldogs. You know, he is he's on a path that I don't think he would leave Florida State to be the head coach of Tulane or a group of, a lower-level group of five team. So I don't think you're in trouble of losing him anytime soon. We'll continue to give him raises as he proves a, he is worthy of those raises. You can't really uh, you know, give him a, a bump up unless you want to call him associate head coach or something like that the next time that you feel the need to elevate Alex Atkins. But I don't think it's a dire thing that if they win – first of all, I want to win nine games, so I don't care what happens after that. It's you got to take that step, eight or nine wins, to get to where you want to go. But I, I don't think it's a situation where if we have one more good year, he's gone. I just I don't think I think the time to poach him would have been this last offseason. I think he's entrenched here until he gets the next opportunity that is legitimate that everybody in college football goes, oh, yeah, he's ready for that job. I don't think we're in danger of losing him in the short term. Yeah, I would think. I mean, obviously, again, the money disparity is something that you're going to have constant fear of. You ought to be worried if you're if your coaching staff is put together properly you ought to be worried that they're going to be plucked annually. That you, you should have those concerns as a fan base. You should have those concerns as a head coach. If you've surrounded yourself with elite coaches who do a great job and your program is improving consistently, you ought to be concerned that all those guys are going to be sought after by other programs. Uh, it's, it's, that's the nature of the beast. Uh, either you will pay them or you won't. 
But uh, the, the bottom line is you ought to have to fend them off if they're doing that kind of good job. We'll come back, wrap it up, get to probables, all that good stuff in a moment. Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Wrapping it up, Jeff Cameron Show. And uh, before we go, before I get to probables, uh, I wanted you to see my solidarity uh, with our new head baseball coach. Uh, We suffer in a similar vein, the two of us. And I wanted him to know that even in my my time of of weakness with, with COVID, that I thought with much excitement about his anticipated arrival, I would uh, I would show him through signs of some kind without actually being at the press conference that that I stood with him. So Tom, I think you have the picture. This is me during uh, during this time of not leaving the house with COVID, and then thus not taking care of my. Look at that! But you look <laughs> look at the hair. You can see I'm growing it out there. It is uh, it is very similar. <laughs> All right, you can you can take it down now. I, I like it's perfect, man. It's just it's it's so similar to the genuine article that uh, had a press conference today at ten thirty. Yeah, you guys can see if you're watching now in the chat, you can see there it is. See, I've grown out the sides here, and I do have a little on top, but it's dead grass up there. Just a it's a runway of sorts. It's just a it <laughs> yeah. I look like a hippie right now. Look at this. I'm growing it all out. It's it's crazy. No, you don't look like a hippie. You, you look like somebody who uh, is stocking up on extra flashlights and generators for hurricane season. That's who you look so like. You think, you think, by the way, that I look like somebody who's in denial that they're bald and they've grown it out or not quite yet? That I'm way. just saying a hippie would have allowed the, the hair to get down to their shoulders, even if you're thin up top. That's what a yeah. hippie would do. Now, uh, yeah, no. You look more like a guy who spends the entire morning at like the hardware store. Yeah, and, and tucks in the, the shirt to the jeans that are up really high. That's what you look like. Well, you don't have to worry about that. That's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> in fact, when I get done with this show today, I think this is all, this is it. That's what I'm going to do next. Is that this is, I'm going to finally, I finally feel well enough to shave my head. That's how built down I've been. I had a 48 hour period there where I was struggling mightily. By the way, I don't know that I have enough time to even get the probables today. I don't know how much time is left in the show. This four, minutes. Is four minutes. Okay. I, I probably do. But I want to tell you that. Was there anything better than the fact that we had a legitimate brawl over the weekend? Oh, this is my uh, uh, reminder to everybody uh, that those things are great. Don't let any commentators tell you that this bad for baseball. Oh, it's not bad for baseball at all. It's great. Yes. 
It is great for baseball as you freeze again. I'll just keep talking about uh, lightning hockey until you come back. I've got you right where I'm I want back. you. I'm oh. back. I wasn't gone long. Yeah. No, it's great for baseball. Bryce and Clark, stop downloading things. What are you doing? They're playing They're playing GTA, both of them, together. That's what they're doing. All right, MLB, let's go. Let's get to these probables. I've got like two minutes. Uh, oh, man, fire away. Probables music or whatever you do. Yeah, it's you won't be able to hear it. How you say? Uh, well, then, there we go. I'm just going to talk. Pirates, Nationals, TBD, Eric Feedy, A's, Yankees, Paul Blackburn, Jordan Montgomery, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Connor Seabold, and Kevin Gossman, Twins, Guardians, Sonny Gray, Tristan McKenzie, Pablo Lopez going for the Mar- uh, Marlins, Cardinals will pitch Adam Wainwright, Martin Perez, Rangers, Royals will throw Chris Bubik, Dodgers, Rockies, Tyler Anderson, Chad Cool, White Sox, Angels, Lucas Giolito and Noah Syndergaard and Orioles Mariners tonight. Tyler Wells, George Kirby. That is a look at those. Shall reside on the bump. Don't let it go too far, Jeff. The razor burn ain't worth the convenience. <laughs> I have a I have a, a head shaver that can it, it's like my hand here. You just but normally when you let it get this long. That's too long. That's that's problematic. Now I'm gonna have to do this. Like the thing you see me doing here, that's gonna take that's gonna take like 30 minutes. That sound that you just made was also the wow. sound. That, yeah, I think of FSU baseball players leaving for the portal if there wasn't a change made. I think that's what the portal would have had to go. Wow. Through. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Race cars passing. You know, I was uh, unfortunately um, hoping because Max Scherzer, there was a chance he was gonna start yesterday. Uh, and, and that would have been either a start for the Mets themselves or one more rehab. They pushed it to Tuesday. The reason I say that is I'm doing the math. I'm going to be at City Field on Friday night, brother, and I thought, oh, my God, I've got a Mad Max start, and uh, no such luck. So it'll probably be like oh, right. Yeah. I am uh, I'm happy for you. You're going to have a fun uh, fun time. I know that for sure. But we got you this week, and then the vacation begins. So uh, at some point, if I'm fully recovered by Wednesday, we will get a round of golf in at Capital City Country Ooh. Club and have a blast. Yeah, we'll get that in there. All right. That sounds great. I aspire to great things, man. Can't have all this nonsense. I, I don't have time to be locked down in the house for a week. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> yeah. You and Link Jarrett both, except you laugh when you talk about your aspirations. That man does not laugh when he talks about his aspirations. He's very focused, very focused. That's okay. I think if you're a player, that's all you want. I don't hear the music, but I think it's playing. Uh, is that is that playing? Is that music playing? You got, yeah. you got another minute. Yeah, that was one finger to the sky for Matthew. Did you see, here's an obscure one for the last 60 seconds, that Lexi Thompson blew it again? Well, there's no doubt she's always going to. And I uh, used to have pity for her. Then I found out a few things about her that I'm not thrilled with. Oh. So it's um, it's kind of funny that she can't make a two-foot putt when it matters. All right. Well, yeah. that's interesting. I'll ask you off the air what those things are that you like. Yeah, well, yeah. She's she's on the wrong side of history, buddy. Um, so, so there you go. Um, but So there's that. But it's uh, it, – it, yeah. It's not surprising that she she somehow couldn't do it again despite the girl with the lead shooting 75-75 over the weekend. Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Be well, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon.